Whether you're listening over a quick coffee break or listening at 3am during the night feed, we're here for you. If you're after honest parenting, self-love, self-care and postpartum body confidence, well here at the Self Love Mum Club, we've got it all. With me, your host, Florence Grace, aka the Self Love Mama. Becoming a mum is bloody tough, especially during a global pandemic. It's lonelier than ever, with no one to hold your hand through it all. I know, because I've been there, and so have hundreds of others. So let's get together, because they say it takes a village after all. If you're after a support network made up of the best girl going around, then you're in the right place. Join the club, the Self Love Mum Club. Can you believe it? Because I can't believe it, and I'm just wondering if you can believe it. And by can you believe it, I mean, can you believe this is the second episode of the Self Love Mom Club podcast within the space of a month? Who am I? Where has this time come from? I don't know, but I'm loving it. You lot are well lucky, in my opinion. Nah, I'm joking. The reason that I'm doing a second podcast episode in the space of a month is actually because I'm super unorganised, there's no forward planning, and yeah, that's basically it really. What's happened is, I released April's podcast episode without realising that April is C-section awareness month. For those of you who might not know, I had a C-section last year, and so this is something I'm super passionate about, and obviously wanted to cover on the Self Love Mum Club podcast. Because C-Section Awareness Month is in April, it makes sense to talk about it in April. But I had already recorded the previous episode and published it without realising it was C-Section Awareness Month. And I didn't want to postpone this episode until May, when it would then be not irrelevant, but it wouldn't be as timely. So I thought, what the heck, I'll give you two episodes in one month and hope you still enjoy it anyway. So we're going to be talking about C-Section Awareness Month today. Before we head into the episode, please take this as a content warning, a trigger warning. We will be discussing C-sections. We will be discussing birth and all that that entails. Um, Just thinking ahead on my feet, I can't really think of any in-depth details that we're going to be covering, but it will be all about C-sections. So if you're not in the right headspace to be listening to discussions about C-sections, traumatic births, any kind of birth experience, then maybe skip this one out, come back to it another time, or skip it altogether, whatever suits you. Just that's a little heads up for you. Also, please take into account that I am obviously not a doctor or a nurse or a midwife. I am not medically trained in any way. I am not trained ill qualified in mental health or anything like that. Everything I talk about is from my own personal experience, my own opinions and conversations that I've had with other people who have been through whatever it is that we're discussing. So don't take what I say as gospel. And if after listening, you feel like you need more information or maybe some help, advice, guidance, then please make sure that you go and seek that from the appropriate people or organisations. If you don't know who the appropriate people or organisations might be, please, please, please get in touch with me either personally at Florence Grace UK or via the Self Love Mum Club at the Self Love Mum Club. 
and we will provide the resources to you and point you in the right direction as best we can. Obviously, like I said, I'm not a professional, but I can, you know, do the research, have the talks with other people to find out where you need to go, what help you need. If you're unable to find out yourself or you just want a bit more guidance, don't ever be afraid to ask for help. Okay, that's the serious stuff over. Let's dive into this episode on C-Section Awareness Month. April is C-section awareness month, which I have just mentioned about a million times in the intro. But hey, if you somehow missed the intro, there you go. April is C-section awareness month and that is the topic of discussion today. C-section awareness month is something that previously I have never heard of and having spoken to a few other mums, I don't think many people have heard of it or even know that it's a thing. However, as a new C-section mum, this year it was something that really quickly sprung to my attention and that was thanks to the motherhood community that I've built online since becoming a mum myself and also Instagram's algorithm because suddenly I was having all of these C-section posts pushed at me um, on my Explore page and I didn't really know where they were coming from or why, they were literally out of nowhere. But suddenly I was seeing tons of empowering posts about C-section births and I absolutely bloody loved it. A few clicks through to people's different profiles and reading on the posts and hashtags etc soon informed me that it was due to April being C-section awareness month. It kind of makes no sense that this is not made a bigger deal within the motherhood community because so many mums actually give birth via C-section However, it does make sense that I had never heard of it before because obviously I only became a mum 10 months ago, so I would not have been a mum at the last C-section awareness month. However, I'd be really interested to know how many of you actually knew about C-section awareness month before this year. So maybe when I post the post on our Instagram feed promoting this episode, you can comment underneath and tell me if you knew about C-section awareness month prior to this episode or prior to 2021, let me know. Anyway, for those of you who might not know, I'm sure everyone does, but just in case, according to Wikipedia, a cesarean section, or as I'm going to refer to it during this episode, a C-section, is the surgical procedure by which a baby is delivered through an incision in the mother's abdomen often performed because vaginal delivery would put the baby or mother at risk. It's as simple as that, really. You may have had some people referring to it as having a baby through the sunroof, a really crude expression that I absolutely hate. But yeah, that basically describes a C-section. Your tummy is cut open and the baby comes out. I had an emergency C-section back in May 2020 after uh, about 20 hours of really tough, hard, difficult labour. And I know, obviously, labour is difficult for most people, so it seems really silly to say 20 hours of hard labour. But mine was particularly hard because it was really slow progressing. I didn't reach even five centimetres dilated until I had been in labour for about 16 hours or something ridiculous like that. And then I got to five from five to almost 10 centimetres much quicker. When I say almost 10 centimetres dilated, 
what I mean is that I had surpassed nine centimetres, but never fully made it to 10 because there was a piece of my cervix that just wouldn't budge. And so the doctors decided that because of that, and because it had already taken so long to get to this stage, they decided that an emergency C-section was the way forward. Obviously, this had not been part of my birth plan. And prior to being in the hospital or even thinking about birth plans or whatever, as a first time mum, I knew very little about what would take place before, during and after. And all of that unknown, plus it being the height of a pandemic, plus being a first time mum, made it a very scary time for me. As I'm sure it is for a lot of parents who are um, told to have emergency C-sections. However, plus side is, it got my baby out safely whilst keeping me safe too. And that's the main thing. And for that, I'm eternally grateful, obviously. However, C-sections come with a lot of stigma still in big old 2021. So I felt really excited when I saw that there was a C-section awareness month because throughout my pregnancy, I had seen mostly negative things about C-sections and how much people didn't want them. So when I saw there was a C-section awareness month, I was really excited, not least of all because I actually had an excuse to keep talking about my pregnancy and my birth, which I just love to do because it's one of the best things in my life, (laughs) despite all the bad stuff that happened. However, because of the stigma and because of what I'm about to tell you that I saw online, I knew I had to make this episode. So what I saw online, when I searched up C-section awareness month, it came up right near the top, was an entire blog post discussing why actually C-section awareness month was not important, was not necessary, and we didn't need it because why? Why did we need it? This person just felt like it wasn't essential to talk about C-sections, raise awareness about them, so on and so forth. As you may have guessed, I feel quite the opposite about that. Because like I say, it's big old 2021 and having a C-section comes with so much stigma still, still. You're met with all sorts of nasty, critical and patronising comments about having a C-section birth. It's like as soon as you tell someone you had one and sometimes they mean it, they mean it to be critical and sometimes they say it thinking it's like a lighthearted comment, but actually it's really not appropriate. None of these stigmas, by the way, are true, yet there are still so many people who believe that they are. So in today's episode, I want to touch on some of these stigmas and break them down, proving exactly why they aren't true and exactly why a C-section birth is just as valid as any other birth. So let's get into it. Stigma number one. Having a cesarean is the easy way out. Yeesh, this one is just one of my least favourite stigmas surrounding C-section births. Having a C-section is certainly not the easy way out. 100 million trillion percent not the easy way out, as so many people claim. When you have a C-section, and trigger warning, this is going to be a little bit gory for the next 15 seconds or so, so you may want to skip ahead. When you have a C-section, your stomach is sliced open and your insides are quite literally pulled out of your body. Then a baby is pulled through the same incision and then everything is stuffed back in and you're stitched up. 
Okay, so that might sound quick and easy compared to a vaginal birth, but it's far from it. And let's not forget that half the time you've already been trying to have a vaginal birth and gone through all that labour and all that pain before then going to have a C-section and going through that on top of the trying to have a vaginal birth, you know? So it's, it's a big old mess and it's certainly not easy. Secondly, you need a catheter during a C-section and that's definitely not fun because even now, while I'm talking about a catheter with you guys, my vagina is curling inwards at the thought of my catheter being removed. Oh my God, who can relate? It's literally making my thighs like press together like, oh God, the putting in, I didn't even notice, but the removal gives me the heebie-jeebies even thinking about it. Definitely not easy. Three, it comes with a six-week minimum minimum recovery time, during which even sitting up alone is one of the most challenging of tasks. For the first week after my C-section, I could barely even pick up my baby alone. I could not stand from the sofa without help, climb into the bath or even get out of bed without help from my partner. And at times the pain was unbearable. I must have been a mad woman because I had no idea about C-section recoveries and because of the really shocking aftercare I received, I knew nothing about looking after myself post-C-section either. And the day after I came home from the hospital, I went for a walk with my son and my partner. Like, what? What was I thinking? Like a long walk. And when I posted a photo, people online were like, what are you doing? You should be in bed. You should be relaxing with your feet up. You should be in hospital still. Yada, yada, yada. I had been discharged from hospital but I definitely wasn't in bed and I should have been because as a result, I popped a stitch from moving too much too quickly. And I just thought the pain I was feeling was just like a normal side effect from moving around after a C-section. It was not. You should be taking it easy and having six week minimum recovery time. Of course, that's not the same for everyone. Everyone experiences um, the pain differently afterwards. Some people can get up the next day and move around with ease, but I was not one of them. Anyway, another thing that makes a cesarean definitely not easy. Four, let's not forget the impossible maintenance of the scar itself. Keep it dry but clean. Don't use soapy water, just use clean water in the shower. This is almost impossible if, like me, you were left with a C-section pooch that hangs over the top of the scar. That means the scar gets hot, sweaty, itchy and very easily infected not only is that horrible to live with because it's really sore and uncomfortable, it's also really hard to maintain while you're maybe not looking after yourself so much because you've got a bloody newborn to look after. You know, mine went undetected with an infection for eight weeks, I believe, and then at my eight-week check, they checked my baby and they checked me and they turned out I had an infection, but I didn't know because I just thought it was a the normal process of recovering and no one had checked me until that point. So yeah, it's definitely not easy. Number five, following the C-section, there's also 10 days of blood thinners. You need to inject yourself every day at the same time to prevent from getting blood clots. I hated this part of the C-section because I'm scared of needles. No one showed me how to inject myself. Like most people, I would imagine, I had never had to inject myself before and I was worried about hitting an artery and dying. So, <laughs> so that was fun. Luckily, my partner, who is also scared of needles, was able to inject me. But without him, there's no way on this earth I would have been able to do it. 
by myself and I don't know how anyone else is expected to especially if like you know most people won't have injected themselves before so yeah having a cesarean is a bloody lot of things but being easy is certainly not one of them stigma number two you didn't give birth I'm literally sat at my desk with my head in my hands because who are these nasty people who make such a bold claim? Having a C-section does not mean that you didn't give birth. A human being that you grew inside of your body then came out of your body. However it came out of you, you gave birth to it. It's absolutely astounding to me that any person would be cruel enough to lay this kind of judgment on a new mum. As I've already said, going through a C-section birth is not easy. Half the time, it's not even the mum's decision to have one. It's an emergency. And yet they're told you didn't give birth just because they didn't do it vaginally. Nuh-uh, that does not sit right with me. Mums have to face enough judgment on a day-to-day basis for literally all kinds of shit. Literally everything we do, we're judged for because it's not right to someone. Let's not add to that list by judging the way that we literally gave birth, okay? The process of a child leaving your body is called giving birth. Doesn't matter if you did it naturally or if you did it via C-section. You gave birth. Stigma number three. Having a C-section means that your body failed. Oh, who is saying these things? And these are things I see said a lot. And the worst part is they come from other women. They come from other people who have had babies And it's just, it's wrong. Again, having a C-section does not mean in any way, shape or form that your body failed. It means that your body did everything it could do, but sometimes shit happens. Shit that's beyond your control. It might have been something that happened during your pregnancy that meant a C-section was the safest way to deliver your baby. You might be having twins or triplets or quadruplets or... God, I don't know what it is that's more than that, but you know. And the safest way is obviously a C-section. Maybe something happened in labour, or maybe you simply chose to have one for your own personal reason. Whatever the reason, it doesn't mean that your body failed at all. When it comes to birth, the doctors have one priority, and that is preservation of life. They want to keep you safe and alive, and they want your baby safe and alive. Sometimes that means that intervention is needed, it's necessary, and sometimes it doesn't. If you made the decision to have a C-section or if you went along with doctors asking you to have one, you've done the right thing. You've made the right choice, the safest choice, not just for you, but also for your baby. Does that sound like you failed? No, not at all. You definitely have not failed. You've done a lot of things. You've been amazing. You've been powerful. You've been strong, but you have not failed. Stigma number four. Having a C-section makes you less of a mum. You're going to think I'm making these up, but this is legitimately something that I have seen written online, that having a C-section makes you less of a mum. What the heck? Seriously, that is, it's so bizarre to me, and I can't believe that I even have to say that that is not true. There are so many ways to have babies nowadays, aside from vaginally, you know, I'm not even talking just about C-sections either. I'm talking about IVF. I'm talking about fostering, adoption. You know, there are so many ways that you can become a mum. And none of those ways 
make you any less of a mum than if you gave birth vaginally. Like I've already said, if you've made the decision to get the baby here as safely as possible, regardless of what you wanted to happen, you're already an amazing mum. You know, if you've had to accept that maybe you can't have children naturally, and so you've adopted, you're amazing. You've made that that decision and it won't have been easy. If you've been trying to have a baby and you can't and you've had to go down the IVF route or maybe get a sperm donor or whatever else, you know, you've made this decision. It's not what you wanted to happen, but it's going to be the safest option for you and the safest option for a child. And, you know, you're amazing. No one has the grounds in any capacity to tell you that the way you became a mum makes you less of a mum. It doesn't matter how you got that title of mum, whichever route you took to get there, it doesn't matter. You are never ever less than a mum. Your title of mum is just as valid as anyone else's. And stigma number five. I don't actually know if this counts as a stigma as such, but it's an important part of the discussion that I definitely want to cover. And that is that it's okay to grieve after having a C-section. It's totally normal to feel like you need to grieve after a C-section. And that can be for a number of reasons. You might feel like you missed out on labour or on birth, especially if you have a planned C-section. You might feel like you missed out on the contractions and the waters breaking. You might feel like you missed out on the birth experience that you planned for or that you dreamed about. You might feel like your body failed, even though it absolutely didn't, like I've already covered. Or you might be grieving other things for other reasons. Whatever it is that's making you feel that way, it's important to remember that you're not alone. So many people go through this process and feel these emotions. You're never alone and it's so important that you speak up. If you're struggling with feeling like you're grieving or maybe you're struggling with postpartum depression, there's plenty of support available via the NHS Birth Reflection Service or similar through the NHS as well. There's also a brilliant community of mums online, all easily accessed through various accounts and hashtags on social media. And of course, you can speak to a midwife or a counsellor or a therapist or even just friends and family. Just whoever you speak to, remember that you're not alone and you don't have to struggle in silence. You may never completely get over what you feel like you've lost, but you can come to terms with it, learn more about it, understand why it happened and maybe make peace with it. One day, you may still feel a longing for the birth that you wanted, but you'll be able to move forward from it. It's time to end this huge, unnecessary stigma around C-section births. No two people experience the same birth and no two people experience the same C-section. The last thing anyone should be doing is judging someone who has just created human life, literal human life within their own body and then brought them earthside. That in itself is a bloody incredible thing to do. And at the end of the day, who are you to judge how somebody delivers their baby? It doesn't concern you at all. And any negative comments that you feel you should make are quite frankly unnecessary. If you've had a C-section under whatever circumstances, know that you are amazing and your birth was just as valid as any other. 
please, please, please never let anyone tell you otherwise. My body has been forever changed by my C-section in more ways than one. I have my little pooch on my belly that overhangs my scar and it's likely that I'll never ever get rid of that. And that's fine because it's part of the journey that brought my son to me. Of course, there's my actual scar too, a permanent reminder of what I went through to bring my baby into this world. And I can assure you, it was not the easy way out. So let's just stop pretending that any birth is easy. Everyone experiences their own difficulties and their own struggles. We're not saying that one birth is harder or easier than the other, whether you give birth vaginally or via C-section. No route into motherhood is easy. Motherhood isn't easy. So let's just stop judging people, acting like some ways are better than others, and just appreciate and celebrate all mums for being so bloody amazing at what they do and how they do it. It's tough enough for women and mothers as it is. The odds are always stacked against us. So let's not add to that by standing against each other too. I'd like to take the rest of April to really think about C-section awareness and continue this discussion both online and in person. And I really hope that this episode has given you some food for thought and made you think about C-section awareness too. Maybe you'll even want to carry on the conversation with friends and family and on your own social media. That would be amazing. I really hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. Whether you're a C-section mama who can relate to everything that I've been saying or whether you're just someone who was interested in finding out more about C-sections, I hope that it's been useful. Please do feel free to recommend this episode to a friend who might find it useful as well if they've had a C-section and maybe they're struggling. There's still so much work to do, but together we can get there. We've just got to keep talking openly about these things and helping each other out. I think that's enough from me now, especially because it's the second episode in the space of a month and I don't want you guys to get too sick of my voice just yet. So I'm going to wrap things up here, but remember that you're not alone, you don't have to struggle alone and we're all in this together, this massive crazy journey that we call motherhood. Thanks for listening and we'll chat again soon. listening to the self-love mum club podcast with me florence grace aka the self-love mama i really hope that you've enjoyed today's episode don't forget to subscribe to us on spotify apple Podcasts, or wherever else you're listening from so that you never miss an episode and why not follow us on social media at the self-love mum club so that you can let us know what you thought about the episode let's continue the conversation and keep breaking the stigma see you next time